Hello and welcome to the Church of Jesus Christ study session with Come Follow Me. I'm your host Matthew Roberts and I hope you like uh, this, the, the new intro we have for this podcast. I decided to finally take the plunge and uh, look for a piece of music to begin and to end the podcast uh, and so I hope uh, I hope that added to your listening experience. Uh, for those of you that are interested, uh, the music's come from a royalty-free website called Latter-day Saint Musicians, and there is a wonderful selection of uh, kind of user-generated uh, and contributed uh, pieces of uh, LDS music. It does what it says on the tin, basically. Um, yeah, so there are pieces for piano, there are pieces for um, different um, instruments, there are choir pieces, there's all sorts on there. And so if you get a chance, I want to signpost you their way because uh, it's a wonderful collection of uh, beautiful music. So today we are going to continue with our study uh, of the May 25th to May 31st um, section of the Come Follow Me, which covers Mosiah 29 to Alma 4. They were steadfast and immovable. And we're going to conclude the study section today, today which is titled, I Can Be a Positive Influence in My Community, which covers Alma chapter 2, verses 1 to 7. So we know that from the last episode that uh, King Mosiah has established this this rule of the judges and that Alma the Younger was selected as the, the first uh, chief judge. And of course, his father and the King Mosiah have passed away. After five years, uh, we are skipping over the first major event that happens in this reign, uh, but we will come back to that at the end of this uh, podcast episode and tomorrow, uh, because I think that it's important we see the impact that the, that the rule of the judges had and how it gave voice to the people, despite it being maybe not quite this democratic system we have today, as we discussed yesterday. In Alma chapter 2, verse 1, it says, And it came to pass in the commencement of the fifth year of the reign that there began to be a contention among the people. For a certain man, being called Amlesai, he being a very cunning man, yea, a wise man as to the wisdom of the world, he being after the order of the man that slew Gideon by the sword, who was executed according to the law. Now, of course, the man who slew Gideon, we do not, well, we do know who it is uh, in Alma chapter 1, but we're not um, going to go to that story just yet. We know here that there's a contention around this reign of the judges. Daniel H. Ludlow explained, Quote, soon after the establishment of a system of elected judges among the Nephites, several revolts take place against this type of government. The first of these revolts is headed by Amlesai, who, in addition to being an avowed kingman, is also a follower of the order of Nehor and thus advocates priestcraft. Although Amlesai is not successful in his desire to obtain the kingship, he precipitates a civil war that results in the deaths of over 19,000 people. Close quote. Now, the first thing I want to pick up from that quote is that he was after the order of Nehor, which we will learn tomorrow, focuses a lot on priestcraft, being that an individual who is in leadership position should stand themselves up for a light on the world. They should be praised. They should be given, um, you know, the people's material gains. And so this fits in very nicely to Amlesai's view of what a king should be. Um, so... This is obviously a, a big concern uh, to the people. In verse 3 it says, Now uh, this was alarming to the people of the church, and also to all those who had not been drawn away after the persuasions of Amlesai, for they knew that according to their law that such things must be established by the voice of the people. It's quite interesting this, because it obviously identifies the people of the church are not in harmony with the teachings of Amlesai, Amlesai but it also indicates that there are others who just simply weren't you know, uh, convinced of his uh, arguments, that they were also concerned. And why was that concern? Because they knew five years into this this uh, new government that such things could be indeed voted for if it was the majority popular belief. Uh, and so 
what is interesting about this is that, I mean, we don't know this because um, all we know is that Amnesty went about putting forth his views and then the people put, gain, uh, gathered themselves together to vote about it. Um, but what's interesting is in verse 5 it says this, And it came to pass that the people assembled themselves together throughout the land, every man according to his mind, whether it was, in, whether it was for or against Amlesi in separate bodies, having much dispute and wonderful contentions one with another. What an interesting phrase that is. I've never seen that before. Well, I mean, it's always been there. Let's, let's not get around. It's always been in the Book of Mormon, that phrase, but I've never noticed it. Having much dispute and wonderful contentions. What an interesting word to have used. You know, we know that contention later in Third Nephi is called of, of the devil. But then we see this word wonderful contentions. I wonderful, I, well, how wonderful. I wonder uh, if there is uh, some reason behind there being the word wonderful attached to the word contention here. For if these people were not under a reign of judges and they were under a king, then the king would make that decision. You know, the people, I'm certain, could voice their opinion. But at the end of the day, the king would have the final say. But in this reign of the judges, in terms of making new laws and changes to their government, it seems that there is an element of the voice of the people involved because they are worried that the voice of the people could sustain this new this new kingship. And so the people seem to have a much more invested interest in what happens at a government level. And so therefore, they are more willing and more um, desiring desiring to go forth and voice their opinion and dispute with others of their different views and obviously you know there is always con true contention where it is argument and we feel we feel bad about the other people is not good but to have a conversation a discussion to enhance and improve our views uh, when taking into account others views is obviously very good uh, and so there is a another reason behind this reign of the judges. Yes, so that we don't have a wicked king, but also it seems to involve the people more in how they are led, how they rule. And it, it encourages them to discuss and uplift and edify each other more when it is done in the right way. Now, what is interesting, of course, is that we have this uh, vote. They, they, they cast their minds, their voices about it. And Amnesty was not made king. Now, let's have a look at Amnesty's reaction in verse 8. And this did cause much joy in the hearts of those who were against him. But Amlesi did stir up those who were in his favour to anger against those who were not in his favour. Um, so basically, he, he loses the vote. Uh, he gathers together the, the people that followed him, riled them up against the, uh, the, the other people that voted against him. They anoint him a king amongst them, uh, and then they go forth to battle. Remind you of anything? Uh, I think that there is a very clear parallel here with what happens in the pre-mortal existence. Um, and having said that, um, let's go back to Alma chapter 1 and just begin looking at the account of Nehor. Because these these two accounts in Alma 1 and Alma 2 have a lot of parallels with what happened in the, in the war in heaven, the council in heaven. Where there is one person on one side who is arguing for God's plan and that all people shall have their free agency, their free will. And then there is the other side where, you know, they want the glory for themselves. They want to set themselves up for a light unto the world, but they want that glory. And they will, and they say that they will save everyone. There's a lot of parallels with Amnesi and Nehor uh, when you compare them to Alma and also the council in heaven between the Saviour and, and Lucifer. So 
uh, in verse two, it says, and it came to, uh, sorry, of Alma chapter one, verse two, it says, and it came to pass that in the first year of the reign of Alma in the judgment seats, there was a man brought before him to be judged, a man who was large and was noted much for his much strength. So you have a picture of this. We've got Nehor, uh, who is very, you know, a, a, a man of great stat stature, very strong. Uh, we know that Lucifer himself was not any, you know, ordinary spirit in, in the uh, pre-mortal existence. He was the son of the morning. He was, you know, well noted for his status and his uh, power with amongst the people uh, uh, at the time. Uh, and in verse 3, it says, And he had gone about much among the people, preaching to them that which he termed to be the word of God, bearing down against the church, declaring unto the people that every priest and teacher ought to become popular. And they ought not to labour with their hands, but that, but that they ought to be supported by the people. Um, Elder Dallin H. Oates talks about this, this uh, principle of um, priestcraft and says, quote, Focusing on the needs of the students, a gospel teacher will never obscure their view of the master by standing in the way or by shadowing the lesson with self-promotion or self-interest. This means that a gospel teacher must never indulge in priestcrafts, which are that men preach and set themselves up for a light unto the world, that they may gain praise of the world. A gospel teacher does not preach to become popular or for the sake of riches and honour. He or she follows the marvellous Book of Mormon example in which the preacher was no better than the hearer, neither was the teacher any better than the learner. Both will always look to the master. Close quote. And with that uh, setting of um, President Oakes's words on priestcraft, we'll pause it there and we'll continue in full vigour uh, with the uh, account of Alma and Nehor uh, tomorrow in Alma chapter 1. But look out uh, tomorrow for those parallels with the council in heaven uh, and Christ and Lucifer. Thank you very much for listening today. I hope you've enjoyed the podcast. Please do rate, subscribe. Uh, you can um, email ldsstudysession at gmail.com or you can join the Facebook group Church of Jesus Christ Study Session with Come Follow Me. I'd love to hear your views and I hope you've enjoyed the intro and the uh, out outro uh, to this podcast. Thank you for listening and until we meet again.